0: what's up pixels thank you so much for joining us on this very ambiguous day this is john and Aubrey, and we love video games and movies more than kylo ren loves his grandfather and we are on episode seven of the faded pixels podcast
1: yay
0: <laughs> yeah finally
1: that's a week of podcasts you can listen to one every day of the week
0: oh my gosh
1: if you don't count our pixel Byte episodes
0: that's very true wow that's crazy
1: that's almost two months we've been doing this for over two months actually
0: i'm doing it mom <laughs> mom and
1: She's dad not looking at you proud
0: probably not because we're not making money off of this
1: that's all right
0: cool so how you have been, how you been? yeah Yeah. how was coachella
1: coachella well how you pronounce (laughs) it yeah that's how you pronounce it in coachella ease um it (laughs) was (laughs) i would definitely say it's a defining experience of my mid-20s life now that i'm in my mid-20s nice i've learned a lot wow like how the desert has a lot of sand
0: it is very sandy anakin (laughs) would be proud
1: Anakin would be very Actually, he
0: would be pretty upset, wouldn't he?
1: Oh, because, yeah, he does hate the desert.
0: (laughs) He hates sand.
1: He hates it. I think that's one thing you didn't really, or I didn't really think about when preparing for Coachella outside of, I mean, I knew it was going to be hot. Yeah. But you definitely need a bandana around your neck so that you can, like, pull it up whenever it gets too dusty. Oh, interesting. Yeah. It's also for if you're not a fan of smoke, like uh, like tobacco smoke, oh. which I'm, I mean, I'm usually fine with it, but it's, you know, it's the whole event you're allowed to smoke anywhere. So yeah. there's a point where I was like, all right, bandana up, let's go. <laughs> but I mean, I've, I saw a lot of people on my bucket list. Like I saw Lord. Awesome. Um, and she performed. A couple of new songs from her new album, oh, and yeah. she was an amazing performer. Group Love, nice. They were they were probably the most fun performance for me. Yeah,
0: and they're kind of kind of under the radar, aren't they? I mean, they haven't released anything in a while, right?
1: They released something last year, but I don't think it's performed. At least, to, it feels to me that it hasn't performed as well as their other. Yeah stuff okay. but I don't necessarily know I'm not really speaking with authority on that okay. <laughs> um, but they they were just like very carefree free spirited and they're from California so they just the whole show felt very like Californian if that yeah. makes sense
0: no that totally does
1: uh, Bastille nice Um Oh Wonder I love Oh Wonder they're releasing new stuff yeah that's right soon Oh. That was dope. Who's your, Tycho. who's
0: your favorite?
1: Oh, who's my favorite? It's kind of a tie. Like, it's probably a three-way tie between Porter Robinson and Maddie on, because mm-hmm. that was their last performance. Oh. Lord And. Oh, my gosh, I forgot my third person. I guess it's not a three-way tie. Oh, in group one.
0: <laughs> awesome. <laughs>
1: it went from zero to dramatic very fast. Yeah. But the interesting thing was coming back from the time change of Coachella time Coachella time standard time back to Eastern.
0: Oh yeah. And Schedules. <laughs> and you'll notice flipped. they said
1: Coachella standard time because that is different from Pacific. Or normal. <laughs> because when you're when it's like three AM in one place and I don't know. 12 p.m. or 12 p.m. in a different, you're like, oh, it's later, Mm -hmm. right? Like, that's it. Like, normally I'd be in bed right now, ha, ha, ha. But in Coachella, it's like, no, at this time, I would normally be dancing wildly, looking very odd, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) And also, I have a weird kind of syncopated sleep schedule where instead of sleeping a full eight hours, I would sleep four hours. And then every time we were in the car, Or between sets, sometimes I would take like a power nap. So coming back to work was oddly harder than adjusting back from when I was in Italy last year, which is a six hour time difference. So I
0: don't,
1: I don't really, I think I'm finally back to normal, but the first couple of days I would just laugh at my own jokes for an uncomfortably long period (laughs) of time and proceed to make everybody else in the office kind of uncomfortable.
0: <laughs> oh, that's
1: awesome. I think I'm, I'm there now. Yeah. I would, I would, 10 out of 10 would recommend just make sure you're prepared for the heat and in the dust. That's all I got to say about that.
0: Yeah. Hope Anakin Skywalker's listening.
1: Yeah. That was the sound of me doing the whole fist bump to my chest <laughs> and then peace signing, in case you guys were wondering.
0: Good to know. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well, cool.
1: Shall we go into the main show?
0: Uh, buh, 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 buh. Yeah, this is the part where the music would be coming in. Awesome. So,
1: we're just making our own noises right now. <laughs> go ahead. Um, so, this week in video game history is actually kind of an important one for me. So on May 1st, 2002, the Elder Scrolls 3 Morrowind came out. It was released by Bethesda. Nice. So, did you perchance play this game?
0: I have never played an Elder Scrolls game in my life.
1: <gasps> That's right. I should remember this from all the Skyrim talk we had in our beginning episode. It is
0: totally A-okay. I have memories. I think I've talked about it before in a prior episode watching my uh mm. one of my childhood friends playing it a ton but i have right. never never played it
1: i would watch i would go to family reunions and um i have a big family on my dad's side and my cousin would be playing this game and i he would let me play a little bit which was really nice of him now that I think about it thanks joel if you're listening <laughs> Um, and I just thought it was so cool that you could turn into a dire wolf. I thought that was the most awesome thing ever. And that was pre-Twilight Princess. Yeah. Which, you know, that mechanic is hotly debated to this day. But then my mom realized that it was rated T and she wouldn't let me play it anymore. Oh, man. Shoot. Shoot. I mean, it didn't. I think it wasn't really at the points. It wasn't scary to me. At all, but you know, yeah. you see the ESRP and it's supposed to mean something. Yeah. So I respect that, mom. I respect that.
0: <laughs> Basically, I don't want to say bartered, but I would talk to my mom into letting me rent, like, I think the quote unquote the worst kind of game I played when I was a kid that was like rated T to was Tony Hawk Pro Skater. <laughs> Honestly.
1: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: she's like, what, what does this T mean? You're like nine years old or 10 years old or something like that. And I'd be like, well, it's technically allowed for teenagers. So can I play it? And she's like, no. I'm like, but it's just <laughs> the music and there's nothing bad in it. She's like, well. And then I'll go home with it and play it and feel so conniving. Yes.
1: I mean, there I remember playing that game as a kid. I didn't realize it was T, actually. But that makes sense. Yeah. That was a great game. I I still think about it sometimes. Um, My N64 is currently sitting at my parents' house. My dad promised to take it apart and see why it's not turning on. Dad, if you're listening, (laughs) Um, excuse me.
0: You have duties (laughs) to. It's been several months.
1: I love how I'm only communicating with my parents through this podcast right now. (laughs) Not like they call me almost every other day and we talk, but We need to have
0: them on the show sometime.
1: Yes, I've definitely thought of that before. (laughs) That would be great. Especially my mom, because... I mean, my dad, he would play N64 games with me. Yeah. And it's even purchased... There was one game he purchased himself. Oh, really? Only one, as far as I know. And it was this... He just saw it at a discounted I think it was discounted at Blockbuster or something like that. Um, seeing so you no know it was bad. <laughs> and it was just like this game with a truck on the front and it was just a racing game. Yeah. But even he realized it wasn't that good. So <laughs> we still have at it. Least it was discounted. There was one time we tried to get rid of it and he was like, "No, no, we shouldn't get rid of it." I'm like, "Dad, you know it's not that good, right?" Like <laughs> It's just this random publisher no one's ever heard of.
0: But those are the best kind of publishers.
1: (laughs) That's true. The weird hipster ones. My dad's just more hipster than everyone. It's fine.
0: He's ahead of the curve. He doesn't
1: even know it. Yeah. (laughs) He's so ahead of the curve that it's a square now. That's kind
0: of... (laughs) So the question is then, I have to ask, Aubrey. Yes. How do you feel?
1: Well... I recently had a birthday and I'm now 24 I'm in my mid 20s so hearing about Elder Scrolls and turning 24 and currently having a back that's thrown out I feel very old
0: (laughs) and then I have to ask myself self how do I feel feel? indifferent (laughs) moving on
1: absolutely indifferent
0: absolutely indifferent so this uh weekend upcoming releases what do you want to start with music games or movies
1: let's let's do music
0: music amazing there's only one no two on here so there's actually a ton that's being released this week but i picked five and two of which i am aware of the other i was just like oh this sounds all right maybe you know a few so we have all coming out on may 5th amanda palmer and edward Caspel, pardon me if i mispronounce that uh they're coming out with i can spin a rainbow huh then we have chris stapleton coming out with from a room volume one nice which i'm actually i'm not really into country actually scratch that i'm not into country but as a uh (laughs) person who is aware of his talent i have to appreciate it for sure yeah and also i love the engineer getting my nerd out i love the guy who engineered it and recorded it
1: oh that's cool see i don't even think about those things because i'm just
0: not (laughs) nerdy me i actually love uh an album so simple math by manchester orchestra i love the band yeah but that particular record was recorded in uh, the town that I'm from. Yeah, so one very specific studio, I listened to that record and I'm like imagining myself in the studio watching them playing the record and it is phenomenal.
1: That's so cool. Uh,
0: Moving on, we have Colt Ford coming out with Love, Hope, Faith. Then we Hmm. have Forest Swords coming out with Compassion. Lastly on the list, Motionless in White, coming out with Graveyard Shift, mm. which I actually know of that band. I listened to them a little bit before they sign on to a record label. So next, movies or games? Let's do...
1: Movies then games?
0: Yes, let's do that. Movies. We have Alienate, Three Generations. And last, but certainly not least, and most importantly, in my opinion, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2.
1: Really? It's already coming out that soon? I know. We talked about this. Of course it is. Whoa. I think it's because they don't watch enough cable TV.
0: (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) I don't know. Lastly, games. We have May 2nd. Guardians of the Galaxy's Telltale Games coming out on PS4. Nice. Portal Knights coming out on PS4. Then we actually have a DLC coming out for Nier Automata or Automata. I forgot how we pronounced that in the last episode. Automata? (laughs) Automata. Automata? Something or another. (laughs) Then we have... (laughs) on the switch on may 2nd coming out tumble Seed. then on may 3rd we have coming out planet base for the xbox one may 4th on the wii u of all things we have coming out triple breakout
1: yeah do you think they know should we tell them (laughs) or should we just let let that be
0: uh we'll just let it lay there and
1: slowly die
0: let's do it let, let nature take its course
1: in the arms of an
0: angel you too can save a Wii U today if you call this number
1: <laughs> Sarah McLaughlin is just sitting there stroking a Wii U and you, it pans to all of like like the dumpsters full of them
0: and like cracked and chipped Wii U like gamepad screens
1: and then the last one is just like a slow tight zoom in and you see a giant anime tear coming from the power <laughs> button <sighs> anyways
0: anyways <laughs> that's incredible I'm starting to cry uh, from laughter not sadness or remorse because I love my PS4
1: big Ghibli tears yeah
0: <laughs> yeah uh, let's see. Lastly, we have coming out Prey, World to the West, and Save the Ninja Clan all coming out on May 5th.
1: I did read a little bit about Prey because when I was reading it, I thought it said it took place on Earth Day, but it didn't. <laughs> nope. I was sad. It was just the article talking about it. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> Anyways. no. Nope.
0: Moving on. Moving on. Awesome. So, what are we going to talk about today? If uh for those who didn't read the title of the episode.
1: I John, I thought we would be radical and just to end the episode here.
0: Oh, all right. Well, see ya.
1: Bye. Awesome. Well, today we're going to talk about Star Wars.
0: Star Wars? Oh my gosh. Yes. Who would have saw that coming?
1: No one.
0: <laughs> the inspiration for this episode was actually due to a friend and who actually was going to guest on this episode, but he couldn't do the complications on his schedule, but he suggested Star Wars for celebration, Star Wars Celebration 2017, which is the big weekend where a lot of stuff is typically announced and it's kind of like a pseudo Comic-Con thing but for star wars and quite a bit of stuff uh came out that weekend
1: yeah we learned a lot of new things
0: so many new things and we saw so many new things and we heard and we read and some of us uh may have drooled a little um
1: felt new emotions maybe did you tear yes did i tear (laughs) I there was this one part of the trailer where I just thought it was completely amazing.
0: Which one? Yeah. Or which part?
1: The part where she's moving all of those pebbles and they're just like animating upwards. Oh yeah. That was so cool. I was
0: like it it I really hope there's a fight where they get as animated as they typically would in like the game about Darth Vader's apprentice force oh, unleashed
1: that would be awesome
0: that'd be incredible i'm not getting my hopes up i'm just saying it'd be cool if
1: i just want to see a star wars anime just just make it already <laughs> <laughs> think about how crazy all the fights would be
0: yeah it'd be pretty intense that's actually a really good transition the one of the biggest things that they went over during uh celebration weekend was star wars the last jedi episode eight of course second episode of the most recent trilogy and we got quite a bit of quite a bit of uh intenseness if you will from that trailer um first off the logo for star wars is new we don't have yellow font we have red font which has stirred up a ton of conversation as to what this could possibly mean. Could it be just graphic design choice? Could it be that someone's going to the dark side or someone already is there?
1: I mean, if it's good graphic design, if it's good design, then it definitely has some sort of meaning. If the person was just like, Oh, you know what? I'm going to take this iconic masterpiece uh, and just
0: completely twist it
1: yeah and just change the color of the title font it's fine of just the title to see logo. what would happen it's fine. yeah just because i felt like it
0: yeah for real so there's a lot of conversation going on about that then we got did i say the trailer then we got the trailer which we kind of talked about and it's kinda here or there as far as like how it was amazing or how it wasn't that good or how it didn't really convey that much or how it probably conveyed not too much, but enough for you to be like, Oh, this is what's gonna happen, which in my opinion that's not really the case. In my opinion, in my humble opinion, very right. credited, very important. I was kinda meh. I didn't I wasn't too impressed. Like we just talked about the cool animated rocks part and that was awesome. Right. But in my opinion, honestly, that was kind of like the only good thing about it. There's a couple cool things about it. Like you kind of heard all of the voices of past uh, masters, Obi-Wan Kenobi, um, Luke Skywalker talking, Yoda talking very faintly. It was all kind of mixed together and it was all kind of saying the same scripted set or paragraph, I guess you could say. Right. Then you got to see the inside of a tree, which if you've watched or what we would assume is luke skywalker's home base which was the inside of a tree a forest tree which if you've read any of the books or read any of the comics or watched any of the animated series you'd kind of know what that's about
1: yeah i was that was the one thing that i was like i have no idea what this is
0: yeah so like that's the thing it's like if you don't know what that means you're kind of like oh cool it's his home but if you know what it's about then you're like oh shoot it's about to get you know like
1: it's about to go down. No, for
0: real. But I guess bottom line, it was a very ambiguous trailer. And it wasn't a good trailer in the sense of like the Force Awakens trailer where you're like, this is so cool. I have no idea what it's about, but I got so much amazing screen time. and There's so many cool cameos. Like, I wonder what it's about. But this time you're like, there's so much expectation that I was almost a letdown.
1: Well, I mean, even view wise, the interesting thing was I believe. The Force Awakens trailer got about 151 million views within the first 24 hours, and this trailer only got 43 million. Yeah. So, I think, I mean, partially, I think for me, I just had no idea that it was dropping when it was, which...
0: Yeah, and a lot of people didn't expect it, yeah.
1: It just happened, and maybe it might have been the time of day or something like that, or... Yeah. Maybe it's just because people were already kind of satiated from all, all of the other Star Wars things that were happening as opposed to when the first Force Awakens uh trailer dropped, that they weren't clamoring necessarily to see the trailer mm-hmm. as much. Mm-hmm. Like people who were very especially because at, Force Awakens had very much an initial hype surrounding it before and right when it was released when everybody was very very excited to see it and then when they did see it at first everybody loved it nobody said anything negative and now I'm hearing oh well it was just episode four but with different people and now I'm annoyed about that yeah
0: (laughs) yeah for sure
1: so maybe there's people who were a little disappointed with that and weren't necessarily Looking jonesing to as much yeah yeah
0: so was it a good trailer yeah it was it was informational like it did its job it wasn't amazing right um and i'm not trying to be wishy-washy about it but i mean there's a lot of things that are going in here and that's kind of my point
1: it's kind of a quiet storm seeming to me yeah everything's very there's a lot of beautiful imagery everyone's speaking in hushed tones it's just quietly building and then you see a lot of action near the end yeah but it's also it's a trailer for a middle movie in a trilogy yeah nobody enjoys the middle section of a trilogy as much as the book ends i mean nobody wants to say oh shoot what's the what's the middle one in the lord of the rings
0: two towers
1: yeah no one's like oh I want to watch Two Towers right now That's not even the name of it. Is it well, Dang it I'm not nerdy enough John
0: <laughs> Well I was actually About to say too that Not to argue but A lot of people Also the reason why there's a lot of writing On this episode is that the Empire Strikes Back is arguably one of the Which is the middle of the original trilogy Argues That that was the Best of the three
1: Oh,
0: so okay. not to not to not to rock the boat, but there's a lot that's riding on this one for sure. But also in your on your side of it, the quote unquote episode two, Attack of the Clones, was not it was a terrible. Good, was not a good. <laughs> was not good. So.
1: So eh. then again, episode one maybe was worse
0: yeah that that wasn't even an episode that was a political debate that's all that was
1: (laughs) outside of okay the space racing game that came from that on the n64 was amazing pod racer the pod racer game
0: you're you're not nerdy enough man (laughs) uh let's let's move on so Um, A couple other things that happened about the trailer, not necessarily just the trailer, but on the next episode in general, um, it is noted that Carrie Fisher, although she has passed, will be in The Last Jedi because they want to honor her for that. And they, bottom line, also already filmed her for that. So they have the material. They want to honor her. It's going to be a thing. But she won't be in episode nine, though. Right. Right. So that'll be interesting to see how they figure all that out. Um, What else did they drop? They also, they being Star Wars Celebration 2017, also announced that the next trailer came out for Star Wars Rebels for uh, season four. It's kind of speculated. I actually, someone can... Do a rebuttal if they want to uh, because it, I don't, I didn't catch it, but it looks like season four may be the last season for Star Wars Rebels. Eh, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Uh, But they are also coming out with a new animated series called Forces of Destiny, which is not C or what do they call it? Yeah, CGI. They still call it CGI for that. Computer animated. Yeah, Yeah,
1: it's not 3D, it's 2D.
0: There you go. Thank you. Yeah. Um, they will have Princess Leia in there. They'll have Rey. They'll have Jin. They'll—it's basically like a f- female kind of animated series, which is cool. Um, it'll be interesting. Yeah. They also, lastly, on my list, announced Star Wars Battlefront Two. Yes. Which I am stoked for.
1: It looks really good.
0: So good. I th- I'm very confident that they won't do what they did with Star Wars Battlefront 1. That was a hot mess. But we'll see.
1: Yeah, it was kind of... It seemed to me that it was fun to play for the first while. And then everyone just got bored. Yeah. Going into Star Wars Battlefront 2. What we know. What we don't know. Uh, did you see the trailer?
0: Not entirely.
1: Okay. It's rendered in, within the game engine, and it looks amazing. The Zero engine, which is what they used for Battlefront 1. Um, the main difference, though, between the two games is that there's going to be a narrative-focused single-player campaign.
0: Which is good. Which is what was missing missing from the first one.
1: Yes, because as much as people love multiplayer, Star Wars is, I mean, it, it's a movie franchise and there's books, there's comic books, there's cartoons. It's all very much narrative born. Mm-hmm. So therefore, people are also looking for some sort of narrative in video games. So everyone's very excited for this narrative. And EA worked with Lucasfilm to develop a canonical story. So everything in the campaign that you're seeing is has authority in the traditional canon and relates back to the films. So I have a quote here. Although the details on its plot are thin right now, we know that the game single player puts players in the shoes of Iden Versio, a commander of an Imperial Special Forces unit known as the Inferno Squad. This makes for an interesting angle on the canon Star Wars story, telling a deeper tale from the perspective of the stormtrooper of the Empire. Hmm. The Inferno Squad themselves, when you look at the trailer, they look pretty dope. Yeah. Yeah. They definitely look like they could kick everyone's butt, but also saying Inferno Squad does not sound very intimidating. So 10 out of 10 in armor design, maybe like a 6.5 out of 10 on the actual name of it. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to light you up. Um, Yeah, they'll light you up. So the events of the story take place in between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens. Hmm. And you do see you see a young Luke from the 1983 movie and you also see Ray a little bit running across and you see different people from different points of the universe, which is really cool. Yeah, because I don't think we've seen Ray and Kylo rendered in that way yet.
0: No, not yet. No, I wonder what they'll do about Darth Maul because they were advertising that that was going to be a thing.
1: Yes. And I'm curious how they're that. going to
0: integrate that into the story.
1: I was wondering if that was more for the multiplayer aspect because yeah, I mean the game the at least the single player takes place after he's you know yeah. not around. True. But I don't know. Maybe there's some sort of maybe the middle Chlorian's are involved somehow
0: i'm sure they'll figure something out
1: yeah but he he does look super great yeah all of the all of them are just rendered so well i think i think there's times where i forget how good graphics are these days yeah and then i see a trailer for something and i'm instantly blown away yeah. for the 14th like, time oh, man. oh yeah All right. power on um or i power on horizon zero dawn and I look at that, things like that. and it's just... But I was going to say, uh, Iden looks like an awesome protagonist. She seems like an interesting character so far from what we see from the trailer. But mm-hmm. I, have... I don't want to hold my hopes up too much because you never know. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. never know. And then with multiplayer, everything's pretty much going to be similar to the first game. Except for they finally have outer space battles. Yeah between ships which is what everybody was really hoping for for the first game and we didn't really see that Mm -hmm. so here you go guys (laughs) everything looks like it's going to be the same as battlefront one just turn to 11
0: except except battlefront two
1: it's a battle yes they have a second roman numeral Anyways, alternate outfits were leaked for the pre-order bonus of both Kylo Ren and Rey.
0: Yeah, I just saw that.
1: Rey's outfit looks like Qui-Gon Jinn from The Phantom Menace. So a lot of people are kind of flipping out on that. Yeah. And these are supposed to be alternate outfits from the last Jedi movie that we... At least Rey's, we have really yet to see... Kylos, it's kind of hard to tell if we have seen it because all of the images in the trailer have kind of been framed in the way that you can't really have a good look at what his current outfit is.
0: Except his controversial scar.
1: His controversial scar?
0: Yeah. Do you not know about that? What? Yeah. Is this in the trailer? People have been very upset about how his scar looks like a really like itty bitty scar across his right eye when he got oh. destroyed by the lightsaber in the last movie in the last movie oh. because like there's a bunch of blood and there's a bunch of like there's a huge gash in his face and then you see the his like on oh his gosh. face on the new trailer and it's like eh.
1: now that I'm seeing a comparison it's not even in the same part of his face
0: exactly it's just kind of like
1: because okay so for people who aren't looking at comparison it's probably easier if you just go on google and look at a comparison
0: it's pretty but the jarring. best way to
1: describe it is it looks like he just has maybe like a cat scratch that's going diagonal above his right brow and like going down a little bit pat you know, on his eye and on his cheekbone versus from the first movie, we have, like, more of a giant, ragged gash that goes diagonally across his forehead down to his chin. So it's not even, like, the same placement.
0: It kind of looks like his face was scooped out from an ice cream scoop (laughs) in The Force Awakens, and then The Last Jedi, it looks like it kind of looks like his face got in a fight with a paper piece of paper
1: well the weird thing is there's a star wars the last Jedi image I don't know if this is real but where the scar looks a lot more believable um but then from the actual trailer it just does not I mean but there could be an explanation for it though outside of the I mean the placement's wrong right there I'm we'll sure Snoke
0: that. had something to do with it I mean, who, yeah. knows? who knows who Snoke is?
1: They could have just been regenerating. That could have been explained. Um, I'm just mad about the placement part, I guess, because... I mean, there are mega fans out there of Star Wars. They're going to... The internet is going to look at it and see that it's in the wrong place. Yeah. I'm, I feel like I'm not as big of a fan as everybody else, and I can see it right now. Trailer-wise, just... Something I wanted to talk about before we left the episode. Yeah. When Luke finishes their trailer by saying, I only know one truth. It's time for the Jedi to end. Yeah. What do you think he means by that?
0: I, okay. So this is going to get really nerdy, but I believe that he is following the path of the, what has been dubbed in Star Wars rebels, the gray Jedi. Okay.
1: Okay. I kind of thought something similar, but I didn't know there was a name for it.
0: So I actually haven't watched a lot of Star Wars Rebels, but I've done enough research <laughs> for this episode. Um, because you know, Wikipedia holes are the best thing in the world.
1: Of I
0: um, I did quite a bit of digging, and there, yeah, there's such thing as a gray Jedi. So without getting into too much detail it's basically the ability to harness both the light and the dark side and finding not like a compromise but something along the lines of like look I have the peace of mind that is the light side and I have the understanding of what is the dark side and there's no like this or that it's basically me it's basically like so i see that line i'm just gonna brush my hand over it and you know fade it out like i'm somewhere on the fence and the only reason why i see that to be a possibility is that luke has touched the dark side on two occasions that i can think of right off the top of my head he had a temptation when he was going against Darth Vader and the Emperor in the last movie right in the last um, act of the movie and he also this is very subtle and I'm sure that this might have been like an overseen plot hole when George Lucas was directing it but he like killed a guard in the last movie as well When he was rescuing Han Solo and Princess Leia. Mm. Doing a force choke, I think. And some people can correct me on that. And if you want to go for it, I honestly don't care either way. Yeah,
1: we don't mind being wrong on this podcast. guys.
0: (laughs) But I mean, my point still stands. I mean, whether or not he killed the guard, he put him into submission in one way, shape or form. And that's not a peace of mind that a Jedi would have. That's true while a jedi probably would do a mind trick to get through the guards which if again if he did that and i just am not aware of it or he tried to cool call me out whatever but still standing he put that guard into submission so he's point being touched the light and the dark side on both ends and he never had a formal teacher he had yoda for like you know a season he had obi-wan kenobi for a season but between right. episode six and now eight, he had so much time to learn the ways of the Force. Right. So, and also, this Basically is a new millennial himself. time movie that I'm sure they'll find some way to make. Yeah, I'm sure they'll find some way to try to think of something, quote unquote, new to bring That's onto true. the series.
1: I mean I that was definitely one thing I thought of because my my most of my Star Wars experience has been, unfortunately, the nineties two thousands trilogy. <laughs> yeah. So um not that I haven't seen the other movies. I mean, one thing I just remember is how the Jedi were shown almost being seen as uptight and very traditional. And a lot of people were talking about how perhaps they were too uptight, perhaps they were too set in their ways. And they very much feared the dark side yeah. completely. There was no ability to explore what that even meant. And if you even think about naming conventions, like did the Jedi separate those two things, calling it the light side and the dark side? How biased is that versus but we could go into semantics. I mean, it, it, uh. yeah. And they don't even seem to have a grasp as to what the dark side is outside of just kind of labeling it, the dark side and as evil. So, I mean, it's very much when you're, when you're a little kid and you're watching those movies, you're like, oh, well, of course, the light side is good. And of course the dark side is evil. And it seems to me that the earlier Correct me if I'm wrong, but the earlier movies seem to be very much kind of playing to that traditional good guys versus bad guys. Yeah. trying like, And there is points of gray area when you see Anakin and perhaps different... I mean, you do see conflicting things with Luke, like you said, when he's kind of tempted by the dark side. Yeah. But it would be interesting to see what this gray Jedi hybrid looks like in the movies and if Mm -hmm. that means that they kind of achieve a new knowledge and maybe what if the dark side isn't as bad as we think it is that's what i'm really curious about honestly maybe it's my lack of understanding of what the dark side is outside of oh it's pure evil but i'd love to see a good exploration of it and maybe see it more as not necessarily that it's pure evil itself but it's that evil people use it Kind of like a Slytherin situation.
0: Yeah, like not all Slytherin are bad.
1: Yeah, not all Slytherins are bad. There's just a lot of them that go there. Yeah. That's kind of what I would love to see, personally, because I'm very much into seeing... I guess I'm bored of the general there's good guys and there's bad guys story. Yeah. I, I still enjoy those stories, but whenever there's moral gray areas or there's characters who are kind of battling their inner demons a bit more um, or exploring those different things. I think that's just more compelling in my mind. So yeah, for sure. Well, I think that's it for this episode. Thanks everyone for listening. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash faded pixels team and join the community. You can also follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash faded underscore pixels for updates in general. Good fun. If you have comments or suggestions, you can email us at team at gmail.com. And if you like the show, you can become a patron at Patreon.com slash FadedPixels and get exclusive content. You can also show us some love by leaving a review on iTunes. Really does us some good. All right. I hope you guys all have a splendid rest of your week. See you later.
0: Bye.